My, my, what manner of place is this? A path to redemption? Or a road to damnation? Hard to say, for your journey is just beginning. What would suit the occasion? Hmm. The words to a lullaby, perhaps. The mouse smiled brightly. It outfoxed the cat. Then down came the claw. And that, love, was that. podcast playstation pals i'm your host nick and i'm joined by the saga anderson to my alan wake john did you know john today is national video game day <laughs> no i didn't i didn't that's a good little palate cleanser after the day that the united states goes through every every year uh yesterday being 9 11 so that's good that's a good little little bright spot to to bring into the world i think yeah i think it, not to be confused with video game day which is june 8th what? National Video Game Day. Oh. <laughs> oh. Whatever excuse you have to tell your another that I am supposed to play video games all day, that is... Well, uh, if th- it's national it and we live in the United States, that means it's only for people that live in the United States then, right? That's what national typically means. To be honest, if you tell your spouse that it is in your country and it, it is even in um, September 12th, that's fine with me. Whatever excuse you have, sure. just make sure they don't Google it. Can, can Jesse let us know if they have a national video game day? <laughs> they probably, well, in New Zealand, maybe. I'm sure, I don't know. I'm sure it's all everywhere. Every just, day is I'm, a Hallmark holiday I'm just a somewhere. dumb idiot. So. <laughs> That's true. I, I I remember I used to go on, like, back in, I don't know, high school or college, and, like, what's the, yeah, what's the, the national whatever day? It's National Chocolate Milkshake Day, and then you go get a chocolate milkshake, and then, so well, what's dumb. today? Today's national. It's all marketing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calendar companies, they're corrupt. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're in leagues with all the corporations. Yep. <laughs> all right. So it hasn't been a very long time since we last recorded, but we're doing the format now. This is how the show works. We each can bring up to three things to talk about for a maximum of six things. It can be a video game we're playing, a news item, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod, or a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. Any of those things, we want to talk about it. We'll bring it. Today we got four things for you, which is pretty good considering it hasn't been that long since we last recorded. Yep, yep. And I'm going to kick things off because... You know, it's September, and it's time for State of Play Rumors, Mm. our favorite thing. Mm. So even though it is very obviously going to be a State of Play coming up for probably Spider-Man 2, you know, so anyone, you know, can predict this. But, of course, you know, Jeff Grubb says something. (laughs) Good old Jeff Grubb. Everyone on the Internet starts freaking out. 
you know, and here we are, you know, everyone's like on red alert for a state of play. But uh, I want to start off with, John, do you remember the state of play that happened a year ago in September? The, the only state of play I feel like I can remember was the Final Fantasy 16 one. No, that's that, that was earlier it. this year. <laughs> okay. So let's see, last fall release was God of War, so it had to be in Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok was in it. Yeah, okay. that's where we got the big story trailer and the reveal of the dual sense, the God of War Ragnarok dual sense. I don't think I've ever seen one of those in the wild. Mm, I think no. about it. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what else was there. <laughs> I'm sure God of War and Kratos dominated my brain. At yeah, that, sure, at that for day. sure. It ended on that. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you remember, this was an interesting day because it was a Nintendo Direct the same day as well versus the uh, state of play. So you got kind of got a weirdly head-to-head -head day of showcases but uh this is where we got tekken 8's announcement oh okay this okay where we got I remember this one now yeah it was <laughs> the very first thing they showed yeah and then we got like a dragon ishin announced okay. sin duality if you remember that sin duality it's like a it's a bandai namco game with a little girl riding a robot did it come out yet no it has not come out okay yet. all right we got also Stellar Blade, which we got the official name. It used to be Project Eve. Very Japanese state of play. And this play. is also where, yeah, where we got the announcement of Rise of Ronin. Pretty good one. Yeah. Pretty good state do you, of play. Do you think that? Because you were pretty down on this one, if you remember. This is also where we got <laughs> Pacific Drive uh -huh. and the VR stuff. Galaxy Edge, Demio. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm a pessimist by nature, so <laughs> you, listeners may have picked up on that. But no, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was th uh, something in the moment where I was like, I just want God of War. Let me play God of War. Everything else right. can go away. Go away. I don't care about Rise of Ronin, even though it's probably going to be awesome when it comes out. So, um, yeah, maybe in hindsight, it, it seems a little bit nicer than it, than I felt in the moment. But Yeah, yeah. When not, you not think bad. of those games, it, it was definitely a meteor state of I play. I mean, I think that's just probably an exact, like, answer to how we hype ourselves up and how we we, we flood our <laughs> yeah, brains with these dumb things and then it doesn't happen and you go brah jim ryan i hope you die but it's it's just no. well to be fair at this time too we, we thought we were getting a showcase and we still at this point that's were true on this a, was a big, like a big showcase dry spell yeah uh so we thought that so this was in place of that and obviously a state of play is not the same as a, no. a showcase but no. um so that leads us now into the rumors now and now, I'm going to ask you this. We'll lead with this. Mm -hmm. Do you think there will be a state of play in September? Yeah, I'm going to go last week of September. Okay, last that's week. Where, that's where I'm going to – yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be very much in that same vein of the last September's state of play. We're going to get a big, meaty Spider-Man thing at the end of it with some, some games leading into it. Uh, I think typically when, if memory serves me correctly, when Sony does these state of plays, they're typically about three to four weeks before the release of the big game that they want to do it for. When sure. I think of like Horizon, God of War, Ragnarok. Ragnarok obviously was a little bit earlier. Um, if memory serves me, that was a November game. So that one was a little bit earlier. But And the FF16 one was earlier too. Yeah, but I feel like with Spider-Man, it's such a known quantity and they don't really have to... And it's going to sell no matter what. That game is going to probably break, you know, with without if it did if there was as many PS5s in the wild as there were PS4s, this game would no question break all the sales records. But I still think it has a chance to do that. Um, but I think we get a little bit closer to the date. Let um, you know, let some of the hype of of Starfield die down a little bit. You know, let Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, you know, maybe during that same time, I don't think you're going to have to worry too much about that, being that it is DLC anyway. And and yeah, and just kind of hit hit that front you know, front facing right in front of October type time period so that people are thinking about it throughout the whole month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you 
I think that's exactly what's going to happen is where we'll get a state of play later this month for, uh, yeah, definitely with the highlight, the same, the same playbook as last year's like the ending will be Spider-Man two and probably be some little teases of more villains as well. But, yeah. uh, outside of the obvious Spider-Man two, I mean, most of those games I just mentioned are not out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of those Japanese games outside of the like a dragon Ishin yeah. are out. But uh, what do you what do you think could be in this one on top of Spider-Man? Uh, selfishly, I'm fucking praying for Mina the Hollower to <laughs> just kind of show up <laughs> to somebody tell me when that game's going to come out. Um, you know, if, if Hollow Knight wasn't at Microsoft's thing last time, I would maybe throw that in there. That seems like it could be ready. We need to have a date on it. You know, it was interesting yeah. listening to Sacred Symbol. Colin Moriarty was like, yeah, that game's coming out this year. Like, he was confident in that. Like, it was weird. <laughs> I, I almost felt like I should have wrote a letter in and be like, are you are you sure? It just doesn't seem like it is. We would have had some info by now. But, um, you know, I mean, the, the remaining games of the year, we got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. There's obviously a Sony marketing deal with that game. Um, so, you know, you could maybe squeeze in another small trailer in there. Um, sure. But, you know, it is a bigger game, so they're probably, you know, not going to want to put too many huge things in there to detract from Spider-Man's presence. So I expect a little bit smaller properties when it comes to that, you know, like a dragon, the man who raised his name, things of that scope, maybe. Um, I'm just trying to think of what else is coming out in, like, November-y time periods. Or, I'm sorry, not November-y. T- yeah, yeah, like November-y time periods. And what, yeah, uh, what mo- am I missing? You, Modern Warfare, for sure. There'll probably yeah. be, like, some beta announcement as That's far as call. Modern Warfare 3. Because yeah. uh, there's still... You know, thick as thieves. Yep. Uh, between Sony and Activision. I mean, we could see we could see a return of Rise of Ronin. I'm pretty sure Sony's not uh, adverse to putting games in there twice. And no, you know, it hasn't been shown since. It so. hasn't been shown since they it initially had an early 2024 release date, which you know could be stretched out to March, April. You know, if they really wanted to. But um, yeah, and people are and and on Twitter, people seem to think because Stellar Blade announced its product page. Yeah about a physical PS5 release and that they're going to have more news coming. Granted, Tokyo Game Show, the big showcase in Japan is coming, so a lot of the Eastern-style games will be there. It could also be there, not necessarily in the state of play, but since it was shown, it's been... uh, Stellar Blade has been so heavy, Sony. It's been shown there every time. It has some kind of state of play uh, that it's probably... It's likely. It's a good guess. That is a good guess. I I think... You know, after talking this through, Sony would have to start being uh, worried about running the risk of, of having it be too similar to last year, though. You know, coming off the backs of the showcase, which, you know, uh, people weren't happy with, right? I, you know, we weren't happy with. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it would be a bad look to then come out with the next thing. And you're like, hey, here's all these games that we talked about last year at the same exact time right. with really no <laughs> new updates except for dates. So, you know, there will have to be something in there. Um, but I, I almost guarantee it's something we're not even thinking about. Mm-hmm. One of the question that I would have though is, will VR t- VR be there at all? We need it has more. To be. We need more VR things. It has like, to be. There has to be games this fall that or this winter, fall slash winter that they have to highlight. Right? Yeah. There can't be just. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe maybe that's the angle they take with this state of play. Is like, look, we're going to focus on Spider Man, and then the other main focus is VR because we need to push that. Um, you know, because PS fives are selling better than ever. They're outpacing mm-hmm. PS4. They don't really need to push this thing that hard, right? No. Spider-Man's going to do a crazy amount of pushing. Right. And then I have, you know, it's it's getting to the scary point, but I do have faith that Sony has a pretty, you know, pretty robust ca- com- calendar for next year. You know, the only thing we really know is 
Wolverine was slated for 2024, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that get pushed out. But, you know, Sony doesn't have years that go by without two or three big releases, and we'll see. Well, not to derail too far, but on another podcast, Rebel FM, uh, one of the guys there thinks that Sony's up for a drought because they've been so front-heavy for so long, With like you mentioned, with, you know, two to three big games a year that that eventually will catch up to them and... Could, and, and being how we don't really know outside of the um, the live service offerings, yeah. which we got very little yeah. of those, so that it's unlikely that they could be even out next year, that we're going to be in some kind of Sony first-party drought uh, going into 2024. Sure. Yeah, I mean, going through the, the teams that are – I mean, Gorilla already went. Santa Monica's not going to be ready yet. Insomniac is a long well, shot. They, they have that DLC that's rumored. Yeah, I mean DLC. You could you could probably get by with having one year that that is count like a like an expansion type. Miles Morales is counted as a big game for them that year, especially if it's in the God of God of War universe. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely possible. I mean we don't know what Blue Point's doing. That's a team that you know Sony owns now. Um, again, I I wouldn't like. Insomniac's game, I could see it go either way. They've done black magic in the past. I don't know how they've been able to put, you know, get right. games out as quickly as they have with as high quality as they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Well, if there are DLC plans for Spider-Man Two, then I would say that's less likely to get Wolverine. But yeah, yeah like you said, they're they they are voodoo. Well, I know? just think of like I think of like the Firewalks and Fire Sprites and and like those teams too. And it's like. You know, I'm a PlayStation Uber fan, but I feel like I'm never thinking of those teams and what they're doing or Sony London or, you know, I know Sony London, they did like, um, uh, what was that VR game, Blood and Truth. And, um, you know, they're, they're a VR team, um, you know, at least one of them that likes to explore that space. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's why Sony, I think, has been so good, though. With, they've been so good with their third-party relationships as well, third-party relationships where they're getting exclusivity whether the teams want to put their games on PlayStation, like Final Fantasy 16, or simply because games don't sell on Xbox, and so developers just kind of make games for PlayStation. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's. I don't think we're going to be eating as good as we have in the past, but I still feel comfortable playing where I play, you know? Okay. Yeah. And then getting back on the state of play, just very briefly, we talked about it last week, the PlayStation Plus tier price increase. Would they... Make people feel better and maybe throw us a bone as far as a bigger game, possibly like I'm saying like a Yakuza, Yakuza, the man who erased his name being like day and date on extra. Yeah, I mean, that's um, that would go a long way with people. Do you um, think it's likely that they would and that it would be highlighted at a state of play mm-hmm. or not just a, a blog post? a la Sea of Stars. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of don't think so because I, I think a lot of these deals, when they get made, they happen a lot further in advance than it would from, like, now until then. You know, these these corporations are huge, right? They, they think in months and years, not necessarily weeks. Um, so, you know, maybe they already had something in development. You know, obviously they knew they were going to raise their prices when they did. They knew that these things were going to come. So I would be shocked if they didn't have their pipeline and calendar in order in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but uh, we didn't know about Sea of Stars till a month ahead. For sure. No, for sure. You know, it's 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 possible. I just, I don't know. I kind of get a vibe from this announcement that Sony is kind of just like, it is what it is, guys. Like, you know, be, putting it at the end of okay. the blog post and just like, Hey guys, you know we know that we know the industry's heading this way. 
other companies might not be willing to admit it to you yet or whatever but like it's yeah. going this way and we're just, just like gonna the price increase we're just gonna get ahead of it <laughs> the, the hardware itself yeah so we're not doing that uh, we're, you know, yeah we're, we do we're doing it, <laughs> yeah so i i don't know i kind of expect more status quo i would have thought it more likely that when they announced the price increase that that month's ps plus was just awesome but nah 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 yeah, maybe maybe next month, maybe October. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Do you? I mean, do you think? Do you, you know? Do you think that they're gonna put a put a bigger one? Oh, like bigger games on it? Well, I mean, like give us either either give us a, like do something to try and soften the blow from the price increase. It's possible. I I I would hope so. At least the indie games. I know they've been featuring um, the Devolver game a lot. The Wizard is it Wizard Wizard with a gun? Wizard with a gun. Yeah. They've been featuring that game a lot, but again, no no official announcement. Um, I, I just going back to a point that you made mm-hmm. previously is like on Xbox games don't sell, so they a lot of publishers are willing to go. Yeah, I'll just take the Game Pass money. Yeah. You know, but on PlayStation, at least as of right now, it looks like games do sell. So, you know, Sea of Stars being an outlier, but I mean, how many day and day games have we really gotten? You know, it's like Sea of Stars, Chia, Stray, and Stray. Yeah, like I know there's, there really isn't. I uh, think there's a three. Um, no, we missed the humanity. Oh yeah, as well. Uh, so you know, in over a year, we've only gotten four games, so it, it's unlikely. But it's just a thought I might have had because, you know, again, that price just increased, and you know, yeah. Would be great to throw us a bone, you know. Even even a game like like I said, like a dragon is probably perfect. Digital only already, smaller title. You yeah. know, it's not a mainline um, Yakuza or like a dragon. Uh, they obviously entry. have a relationship with Sega. Yeah. I mean, every <laughs> single Yakuza game is yeah. on the service already. Yeah. So. so, just uh, give us a uh, give us uh, all the Metal Gear Solid games that are coming out. Just do that. Yeah, the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> collection as well as uh, would be a nice little bone to throw. Um, but again, I like I, like I mentioned, I just think. You know, games right now are selling on Sony's platform. The hardware is selling like crazy. Publishers are just, you know, they're not afraid to eventually be on those services, but up front. Yeah. It's like, why wonder, do I need to take the money? I wonder if if Sabotage is kind of not mad that they took, you know, some of this money. <laughs> I think Game Pass, you know, again, regardless, it's not going to sell over there. But I wonder because, you know, they're, they're swimming in money over there. They get 250,000 copies sold. Um, you know, plus all the money from PlayStation, Microsoft that they got up front. So I think they said 250,000 copies was what they expected to sell within a year, and they did it in a week. So, um, you know, kudos to them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, yeah. well, we'll be excited. I, I'm, you know, state of plays obviously can be hit or miss, but the, at least it, it's exciting. You'll see something, you know, and even if it is just more Spider-Man 2, which, again, I know you said – you're not you're already sold on you know i've already put yeah. my money where my mouth is on that game but you know i don't ex- mind seeing it my excitement for that game is um it's, it's like you know it's like what, what do they call those exponential graphs right yeah. where it starts like <laughs> low and then it just gets really steep really i feel like i'm on one of those where like yeah. I, di- I didn't care until like a week ago and then like i saw uh actually it's kind of funny i told you this yesterday but uh, i bought the new across the spider-verse 4k you know great movie if you haven't seen those they're incredible but i put the disc in and you know like the little play men play movie main menu icon on the bottom of the screen came up but then it just immediately went into a ps5 um advertisement for spider-man 2 <laughs> and like i had my sound system cranked and like all that good stuff and then when venom's voice came on and said you know like that tony Todd yeah. gross voice it was like oh my god like i got shivers <laughs> and um you know and all this hype that's coming out from people saying that people aren't ready for what they've done it's the best insomnia work ever sorry to derail this conversation into a spider-man 2 talk but um yeah it's gonna be 
I'm, 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 well, again, I'm the excited. state of play is coming for sure. Spider-Man Two will be in it yes. in some form. So. Yes. So, but all right, we'll see. Cool. Let's hopefully, we'll have an announcement very soon. Yes. All right. So well, let's move on. Uh, in in you know, as the resident Xbox uh, fan on the show, even though that kind of felt gross coming out of my mouth as I said it. No, um, that's true. But you know, Nick would say that it is very true. Um, I wanted to talk, Nick, a little bit about Starfield. Um, you know, we've, I think anybody who's been on the internet over the past week has kind of been inundated with just the amount of people that are playing this game, discussion around it, positives, negatives, things like that. Um, but just to kind of a basic conversation on, you know, how the game's doing, where it's sitting on Open Critic, uh, what people are saying about it. And yeah, just kind of want to go over our, our overall thoughts there. So Starfield's currently sitting at a 87 on Open Critic. With 133 reviews, which I believe is what I predicted. I'm just going to throw that out. <laughs> um, and it has 89% of critics recommend rating. Uh, to compare that to previous Bethesda software uh, games, you got Fallout 4 that had an 88 score with 90% uh, critics recommended. So, like, pretty much exactly the same, right? Uh, Skyrim didn't wasn't on Open Critic because it came out too long ago, but that received a 96 and then the ill-fated, horribly received Fallout 76 was at a 53, but we kind of don't include that game. So no. as you can see, this is you know pretty par for the course with what Bethesda gives us. Um, but I did kind of notice something a little interesting when I started to like look through the reviews. And so uh, I was looking at the notable outlets that reviewed the game. And so obviously mm -hmm. biggest biggest publication in the world, IGN. Uh, gave it a 7 out of 10, which is like, okay. So a 7 out of 10 in nowadays games doesn't mean, like, it's usually like, this is a good game, not like anything more than that. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of issues that we have. Uh, it's The internet will treat that as a bad game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, with... If, if you talk to the guy who wrote the review, Dan Stapleton, he'd be like, no, I liked it. But, like, yeah, if, if in today's internet society. You know what, do you know what he's famous for? Dan like, Stapleton? Like, what the other review he's he's famous for? I think you told me the other day, and I, I forgot. So he reviewed the original, or not the original, but uh, Prey, the, uh, the arcane game. Was he the one that said he didn't finish it? Yes, because he ran into a bug that borked his save, and he refused to let the developers fix it for him. And so he just said he reviewed it as as is and well that's some they that, stuck by it that's some childish uh, shit <laughs> they like refused the. Divide. i mean that was his experience i guess what yeah. are you gonna say but like i mean yeah if you're reviewing a game and you you owe it to the the uh, consumer to give your thoughts on hey this is what happened to me you know in a pre-release environment yeah i guess if they come in and be like no we right. can fix it it's like no fuck off so so i get that but yeah he said um so he said uh, Starfield has a lot of forces working against it, but eventually the allure of its expansive role-playing quests and respectable combat makes its gravitational pull difficult to resist. Similarly, PC Gamer gave it a 75, GameStop or GameSpot gave it a 7 out of 10, Game Informer gave it an 8.5. But again, as you as you heard me say in the top of this, it's sitting at an 87. So there are a, a lot of 10s out of 10 out of 10s out there too. And I don't think it's exclusive to a Bethesda game, but this game is definitely divisive. It's definitely catching people and real, and I think making a lot of people realize like, what do I enjoy about video games, and what is the reason <laughs> that I want to play this? And so, you get two schools of people. Like, I just want to explore. I just want to go see things. And then you get other people that are like, no, I want a dense, rich world. I want a, a tight narrative with you know interesting systems. And I think those two people are coming head to head a little bit. Well, and there's also the fact that it's an Xbox exclusive. Like that. That is. So yeah, console wars are inherently going to play into <laughs> play into it. Well, well, not just not just even from a console wars uh, standpoint. It is also there's been a drought of good games. 
um, Hi-Fi Rush notwithstanding, you know, the last big game was Halo Infinite in 2021, yeah. which, you know, reviewed similar to this. And then hey, what about Redfall? No, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we all know what happened with Redfall. Uh, but, uh, you know, the last kind of, you know, hype, pretty hype game, I think, you know, just yeah. they're really hyped. And again, yeah, you, as you mentioned, you had Redfall, you had this drought of first party content from Microsoft. So it's got uh, it's got kind of like a lot more weight on the It's under a microscope. Than, yeah, than, than a typical, you know, okay, this is the third game this year type of release for Microsoft. And they've all been hits, you know, mm-hmm. like, or and this has been a steady thing. It's like, you no, know, we've had this drought. Hey, and it, and it is a Bethesda game too. You know, these are the makers of Skyrim, like you said, a, you know, one of the greatest games of all time, easily. Yep. yep. So you know, it's this, and they only released games so many years. I mean, Fallout Four was what 2015. Mm, yes. Yes. So uh, you're talking, <laughs> you got all these things into play here. So it's not just, yeah, it's not just you know what people are going into it and, and expecting. But I, and, though I do think that is part of. Uh, the divisiveness of was the expectations, and I don't know, are you gonna go where you were gonna take that? But are you gonna go into like the free roam part that people are divisive on? Um, we can. I mean, go go over, man. <laughs> get, get right in. Get right into. Get right into it. So one of the one of the device, divisive things about the game right now is the uh, the free roaming mm-hmm. that it just doesn't exist. So in typical Bethesda games, you know, you're kind of set loose. Go in a direction, and you fi- you tell interesting stories. Skyrim has those interesting stories, but they're gated between planets, which are gated between load screens. Mm-hmm. And the game is not intended for you to get in your ship, fly off a planet, drive yourself, fly to another planet, land it, and leave. All that is done by loads. Um, so not like No Man's Sky, which does provide that. So I think a lot of people's expectations watching the gameplay were that it was going to be that, yep. that it, they could go anywhere and do anything. And when, you know, even before it came out that some you could wander a planet and you could hit a border yeah, and that kind of, you know, Breaks. negative reaction to that. And again, this is the internet, you know, I'm sure 90% of people are playing this game and having a great time, but yeah. the vocal people on the internet are going to start are pointing out the flaws. And I know this is a big one is just the, a lot of a lot of load screens. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a yep. That's Lots exactly what I was traveling. what I was kind of going to point out is um you know in the way that I kind of feel like it's to break it down is just exploration doesn't feel organic like it like it does in those other games um mm-hmm. and that's just due to the inherent nature of the fast travel system you can never truly feel like you're lost and you know when you think of what open world games have become in the time that Bethesda has kind of established themselves as this larger the, one of the largest in in this genre is that we are kind of, you know, I feel I feel like we were having this conversation when Fallout 4 came out, where, you know, The Witcher 3 just came out and really showed what RPGs are capable of doing, and it kind of made Bethesda look dumb with some of their things. And I think we're kind of seeing a similar thing again, where, you know, it's not enough anymore just to go do a raid, go to, or go find a raid camp thing, uh, clear mm-hmm. the camp, get a, get a treasure, go to another planet, do it again. For some people, that is a 10 out of 10 experience, and I respect that. But when games like Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild and stuff have come out, expectations increase a little bit. And I will give it to Microsoft. I think when they showed off this game, they were very clever in the way that they did it. And I think of one specific uh, scene, and I think the um, first trailer they showed for it, and that was with the laser gun mining rocks thing right you know the the no man's sky you shoot the laser at the rocks they break apart you mine the resource 
I, I don't know if this was intentional or not, and I might be stealing this from Kyle Bossman. I can't remember if he made this point, but I liked it. And it was that immediately made us go, oh, okay, it's No Man's Sky. And so we thought, well, we can fly our ships anywhere. We can do those same things because we saw that it was so on point with what that was. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it kind of got, got us to like get hyped about it, started our minds to go, well, what, what could this whole thing possibly be? And it's not to say that Bethesda you know, didn't meet expectations or let people down. I think they delivered on what, what you know, they needed to, but it just it inherently feels a little bit bad when you, don't, when you can't reach those heights that you were hoping to. Even if what's there is good, even what there is like fulfilling and I can sink my teeth into it and I can spend a ton of time in this world – Inherently, it just it starts to lose its luster after you've traveled to, um, you know, seventy five planets, and you know what what do you have besides just you know better guns or or whatnot? Um, sorry, I know I'm rambling, but one last thing that I wanted to say <laughs> uh, is, and I found this interesting, is I went into a Reddit thread that was, um, you know, okay guys, with a hundred systems and a thousand planets to explore, what's the coolest thing you've seen? And I was like, oh, let me let me see, like what are what are some of these stories? And this is kind of what I found. So there's a lot of people that are saying there's apparently a derelict casino out there that's, like, really cool. And like, okay, I could see that being fun. Yeah, I've heard about that. It's a space station. Yeah. So, so it's zero G. So that's cool. I could see that being cool. But then the other top answers that I saw was, I found a teacher and class of kids on a field trip, I guess. The kids were asking questions in the background, and the teacher asked for ship parts to fix their ship. I didn't have any. So I guess they're still floating out there, haha. <laughs> and then the next one. Oh, they have the Kennedy Space Center launch pad ruins if you land near Cape Canaveral. I was really surprised by this. Or got stopped by a doctor who was on a geological survey and asked if I had any spare rocks. I didn't. She bid me farewell and warned me to stay clear of her grav drive as it was old. I expected it to explode, but further 10 seconds, she starts talking and starts to tell me a joke. After another 10 to 15 seconds, she gets to the punchline of the joke, and then she drove away, and I never got the punchline. And it's like... These little moments can be cool, but that's not enough to to really lead you to want to continue to to, to explore this galaxy or this solar system that they've crafted. So, um, but that's not to say this game's horrible. You know, I think people are really really pleased to see. Well, uh, we haven't played it. <laughs> no, I, I know we haven't played it, but like mm-hmm. what the reviewers are saying. I mean, it's the whole point of <laughs> this conversation, right? <laughs> what people are saying, and they say the gunplay is is above what you think it would be. You know, with Fallout was gunplay feels really bad um so that's that's done you know been been improved um but i think it's just going to kind of be this game that when we look back on it it's going to kind of be a game of i wishes i wish it did this i wish it did that you know i'm not sure uh well that's kind of the sense i I mean a bethesda game will only get better like because of because of the community involvement because they'll fix a lot of things i've heard the the ui is not good uh you're spending a lot of time in menus managing resources, and it's just it's just not very intuitive. Um, and and of course, you know your ship you can only carry so many resources, and you got to throw them on your ship, and it's just it's just all convoluted. But I think like it's just like like I said, I think the internet focuses on the negative things, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are are loving this game. Again, it's one of the biggest biggest launches for Bethesda. Um, I don't know if you've been following Greg Miller on Twitter. No. He's been going crazy. He is on his fifth playthrough. What? Yeah, he's uh, he's beat the game five times, uh, and I think a lot of people and a lot of stories are get, are a lot of stories in the game, like the side quests themselves. I think the main story has kind of been mixed, but like the side quests themselves, I've heard a lot of good things about. Oh, I've heard the main story gets better in New Game Plus somehow. 
Yeah, there, there's a story conceit for that. Yeah. So, so um, but I, but I think a lot of people are still having fun, and it is a it is a Bethesda game, just you know, with Sans exploration and like take that as far as you want. Like if if, if you like Bethesda games previously, and not expecting you know, you know this game, I'm gonna steal now video game donkey who's like it looks like Fallout Three, it's or it sounds like Fallout Three. It's not Fallout 3, but it <laughs> is Fallout 3. It like plays it, like Fallout 3. Yeah, it plays like Fallout 3. It has, you know, you don't have the vats and stuff, but, you know, the same the same things that we were concerned about over a year ago, like the the same Bethesda talking, the, the just the dead animations and all that stuff is still there. But I think you can, I think there's a lot of fun to be had. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, an 87 is nothing to scoff at. No, it's very good. <laughs> no, no, it's very good. No, it's, it's, it's one of the best reviewed games of the year. It'll probably get some kind of game of the year nod, yeah. I can imagine, because it just seems like you know the people that are attached to it really, really attached to it, yeah. and and you know when it when we were first watching reviews, I was like, oh, maybe this is not for me. But I also played every Bethesda game before this. Same. If this was on PlayStation, yeah. I probably would play it. Probably not right now, but eventually, because there's just so many games. But in a vacuum, if this was on PlayStation in '87, I'm playing this game. Yeah, so. No, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I, I this is a very very good example of um, it being a game where you need to kind of understand understand yourself as a gamer a little bit, um, and if you will enjoy it or not. Like you're right. Like a Bethesda game inherently for me is fun. Like mm-hmm. I, it's just you know you've I've seen these. I'm sure you've seen them as well. These dumb uh, things on the internet of people like I have to steal this bottle, but I don't. But I can't pick it up because then it'll alert them. So like they just take the physics of another object and like start pushing it around and like put it into a basket and then push that basket out the door <laughs> and it works. And it's like that stuff is is cool. Like the amount of interactivity is literally. I don't think there's. A, I, I don't think there is a more interactive game out there just in terms of the sheer amount of things you can interact, pick up, push, whatever. Right. Um, you know, so that has to definitely be applauded. And and, and, that, and that's part of Bethesda tradition. Of course, I think that's, yeah. again, that's one of their things. That's what they do. And, yeah, and I'm sure, like, the leveling up is crazy. You know, it was really fun in Skyrim just to, I'm going to increase my sneak ability by just crouching. I'm going to increase my bow ability by just using my bow. And so, you know, the game rewards you for just kind of playing the way you want to. And, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and there's a ton of fun to be had. I just, I just, I, do, I want games not to be 150 hours. <laughs> wow, I, a lot of people are going to disagree with you on that. I know but, they're all idiots. But uh, also, a curious thing about this game too is it, uh, you know, surprisingly, re- you know, is releasing between, you know, Baldur's Gate three, which is, you know, probably game of the year, yep. and then also Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, which is, you know. A very similar game, but doing a lot, a lot, enhancing the story. You know, a lot, a lot better. You know, characters emote and better animation. It's not all this stiff stuff. Granted, you know, Starfield is doing you know, all the ships and planets, and again, you can gather twenty thousand potatoes and put it on a ship. That's not something you can do in Cyberpunk. But do you think of this game came out like say last year, like it was originally going to? Do you think? Do you think that review score would be bumped up? A bit, mm. but are we? But because oh. reviewers just came off of Baldur's Gate three and are now playing a, this game, are they like, well, look at them, like look at this other game that I'm playing? Yeah, you know it's interesting because Baldur's Gate three originally moved their date up to get out of the way of Starfield, and like <laughs> I feel like it actually did Starfield a favor. <laughs> like if it came out right next to it, I don't know if that would have been good. Right. Um, 
I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? I just derailed, <laughs> I just derailed myself. Yeah, no, no, no. If, if Starfield released last year, yeah. like it was originally intended and wasn't surrounded by big RPGs and just, uh, just not even just that fact that it's between Baldur's Gate and Phantom Liberty, which I'm assuming Phantom Liberty will also be incredible. Yeah. But just this year in general of video games is insane that if Starfield came out last year and it was, you know, say, let's just say sandwiched between God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring, and again, it would have been the only exclusive for Microsoft that year. Yeah, would would things be different, and people wouldn't wouldn't be able to look at Baldur's Gate at the time. You know? um, would, would the review score be higher? I think. The, I think would we the be talking about it differently. I think the review score would stay very, very close to what it is. Um, reason I say that is, is I feel like reading the review scores, it, it's a very transparent how people feel about this game, where. You know, the scores are either 10 out of 10, this is the best shit ever, I can't put it down, or 7 out of 10, it's got good stuff in there, but it's old, it's dated, and I just get bored with it. And I, I, don't, I don't think those two stances would get shifted very much by, by another game around it. I think Baldur's Gate would have clearly showed people that, like, the narrative side is lacking on the Bethesda thing. But, like, when I look at the reviews and I look at the scores... You know, yeah, they might mention like the narrative's not great, but like, oh, ten out of ten because I can go do whatever I want, or mm. it's just, or it's just like, yeah, everything's kind of meh, and I, I, I like it a little bit. So I don't think it would have shifted much. I, I think if anything, yeah, Starfield kind of benefited from Baldur's Gate moving up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't. I like you said. I, don't, I, I think the the Bethesda formula is getting tired, but just very slightly because they don't come out enough. You know. So that's why you're kind of seeing less return on the review since, since you know, 12 years ago in 11, 11, 2011 of Skyrim to Fallout 4 till this is I think I think a lot of people are just fatigued and Bethesda needs to up their game as far as an engine standpoint and stuff. So, yeah, I'm with you. It kind of probably maybe it'd be like an 89. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of view the people who dig these kind of games almost like the people who dig like Assassin's Creed. Right. So Assassin's Creed for a while was coming out every single year. And there was groups of people that were fucking stoked about that. They were like, yeah, this is my shit. I'm down. Like, let's go nine out of ten, ten out of ten. I love these games. And, and then I was there playing was, them at a pretty good pace. Yeah. You know, and then there's people who are just like, ah, it's old. I, I, I've seen this before. I'm kind of tired of it. Like, give me something new. And I think we just. Because Bethesda, like you said, releases these games every seven, eight years, it just kind of amplifies that a little bit. But like that's, that core is still there. Where you're going to have people that are like, I get it. I get why people like this. It's just not for me. And then the other people are like, give me more. Give me another one next year. Give me another one next year. Give me another mm -hmm. one next year. I don't care. I just want to explore Bethesda worlds. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting game to analyze for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I'm, you know... At the end of the day, I'm happy that it's doing well. I think it's it's what Xbox needed. You know, the discussion before this game came out was, you know, on this very podcast about how important it was, um, yeah. how it, it had these, if it came out and it was another Redfall, it could have been a really bad scenario for Microsoft where they would have had to figure some shit out. But I think it's, I think it's where they need to be. It's dominating Steam. It's dominating Twitch, um, you know, at least for now. And, and we'll see if it, you know, if it can maintain that because uh, mods aren't even out yet. You know, once mods come out, it'll just be a whole new breath of fresh air for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll, this game will only get better as yeah. time goes on. And as they add their content and as mods do they, you know, and, and, and applauded, it was like you said with Redfall, the fear was that this was going to be buggy, and to hear that for yeah, you know 
that it's not really buggy at all, considering everything that it's doing. From so. the King Studio bugs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so it's, it's one to watch. I, d- I don't know if I ever get an Xbox. I would probably play it eventually. But where, where are you at, John? You, ha- you are in the driver's seat as far yeah. as, you know, if your schedule was open enough. I, how how soon would you think you'd be playing this? I would probably wait for a sale because I don't think I don't think this is a reason for me to subscribe to Game Pass. I think this would be a reason for me to buy this game a la carte and just have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, Black Friday, I think yeah. it's you know it's 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 smelling like a forty dollar Black Friday game. <laughs> um, and if it you know if it's at that price point, yeah, and I and I have and I have the bandwidth to do it. I, I yeah, like you said, man, I've pl- I played. Uh, weirdly enough, Oblivion's probably my favorite Bethesda game. But Beth- yeah, Obl- Oblivion exactly. and Fallout Three were my <laughs> were my two. Skyrim I never beat, but I, en- I I enjoyed playing around in there. So yeah, I don't know why I wouldn't like this game. I think it's just going to be a very very uh, stark example of oh my god, I'm old and I'm not 17 anymore to be able to just play this game nonstop and really get mm-hmm. through it. So. You know, I'm having a, I'm having a tough time getting through Sea of Stars, man. Like, how yeah. am I supposed to do this? So, um, but you know, yeah, if I get it, and you know, as offer always stands, man. If you want to borrow my Xbox for a little bit to check it out, and offer's always on the table. Yeah. Well, again, this year, man, I'm a very busy man myself. So, well, after October, you'll you'll have some time, I well, think, right? Like November maybe by December. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Is there anything in November that we're, that you're looking forward to? Uh. The the like a dragon game. Sure, I'm I'm keeping an eye on that one. Uh, I just have, I just have an inkling to go back to that that world. Yeah, well, um, you've never played a beat 'em up version of it. No, which, I which have not cool done that like either. So. Yeah, so I think I think I, instead of going back with the franchise and trying to, you know, play the other gazillion games, yeah. keep going forward from here. But um, but also to your point, another game that I am looking forward to playing is our next topic here, and that is Alan Wake Two. Mm. It, it has been announced to be the IGN first, and if you're not familiar with that, every month IGN kind of has promotes a game and kind of gets you know first looks for they get all the exclusive coverage. Uh, they call those first dibs. Yeah, Nick. yeah, pretty much. First dibs. <laughs> uh, so they've been showing a, a lot of content, and I won't lie that you know obviously my most anticipated games coming up are Phantom Liberty and Spider Man Two, but yes. this is number three. Uh, Alan Wake 2 continues to look like an amazing game, and what they featured this week was 11 minutes of gameplay. Uh, John and I, on this very show, have admitted how much we love Control, mm-hmm. and this looks to be the best of both worlds. Uh, Control and Alan Wake just having a, a baby, and it's Alan Wake 2. Uh, this demo kind of followed uh, Saga Anderson, the FBI agent, uh, with her kind of touring the town at first, and they kind of go into the Mind Palace. So I was trying to remember the movie that had a Mind Palace in it, too. It was a Stephen King movie with the alien, in the, and it was in winter. I know there's The Cell. No, but that's, not, that's not it. That's not it. It's alien a, and Dreamcatcher? Dreamcatcher, yes. Is it really it, the yeah. shitty Morgan Freeman villain movie? <laughs> Good, right? No. It's, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, it yes, is? Okay. Yes. Yes, that is it. That that features a Mind Palace. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, deep so, cut. So you can so what happens in this game is you can go the menu is your character in a room, and in this you kind of explore all the information you've gotten so far. So y- you have a cork board and you can start kind of connecting the dots. Uh, you can review like footage and files on people, and you can do this mid conversation. And and in this she was talking with somebody and was like, why is he talking this way? So they went into their mind palace, kind of reviewed the information, 
and it got them more dialogue options. And that just looks fun. I don't know. That just yeah. looks like, like an awesome mechanic. Um, and then the gameplay itself kind of looks like control. It's kind of the same camera angle, or which is just you know from Resident Evil. We played Resident Evil 4 earlier this year. Uh, the combat looks fun and scary and spooky. Again, this is an October game. Just, I don't know, man. I'm just feeling I th- it. I think I'm You're feeling it. And I don't know if you ever get this feeling like where you kind of feel obligated to spend money on a game because maybe you don't because a you like the developer mm-hmm. and b you kind of don't think this game's gonna do very well. So you yeah, Alan, <laughs> Alan Wake I, is gonna be a game where you're gonna see a lot of posts that be like, why aren't more people playing this game? <laughs> yeah, um, you're gonna see a lot of that. I, I do get that feeling. Um, so, you know, usually with indie developers and Remedy is one of the very last teams that's not they're not indie but um you know they're a big big studio but not bought by anybody you right. know out there to be purchased so um which yeah you definitely want to support them which is a shame well because it, it'd probably be microsoft and yeah like no that. they don't they don't you know as long as they're still willing to put their games everywhere i mean they used to yeah kind of only work with microsoft so as long as you know they keep keep dishing stuff out they can they can stay independent but um yeah i i um i'm probably not quite as high as you are on some of the some of this game i think I think the Mind Palace stuff does genuinely look awesome. Um, it's it's creative. It's going to, uh, if they do it well, it's going to open up a, a cool way to digest a narrative in, within a game and in a, set in the world of control. I mean, that was one of that game's strongest points was just how weird the stories got and how there was just like, you know, there's this podcast I listen to called The Magnus Archives where there's like these little 15, 20-minute horror stories that aren't rooted in reality. They just get zany and weird, and I love it because it's just mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm out, I get a quick, quirky thing. And if this game can kind of do that, um, then with with a horror aesthetic, which is also my jam, I'm definitely in. I do worry a little bit about the combat is specifically what I wasn't sold on yet because I love control for it felt fast and and freeing where i could grab a piece of concrete off the wall with my telekinetic powers and shoot it at a guy and i have a gun that kind of doesn't have ammo that i need to worry about i'm just and if alan wake is going to be more survival horror resident evil-esque that's cool but i just worry that like there's going to be this maybe a little bit of an imbalance with how am i supposed to approach these enemies versus you know the the abilities that I have, right? Like in the short gameplay we saw, there's a very fast guy, like just zo- zipping, zapping, zooping yeah. all over the place, and like you still have the flashlight, and you're kind of it. It looked more Resident Evil to me than it did For Control, sure. and so I just I, I trust them. I, I think that they can get there. I just I, I still am probably a little bit more just on the fence, but I, yeah. I I'm definitely definitely uh, wanted to check it out. Yeah, For and sure. they've been conspicuously, you know, obviously there's tons of time to promote the game they haven't been showing a lot of the alan wake sections like of all the demos we've seen yeah i think the demo at um keely's uh, summer game fest that was saga and, too yeah that was saga as well so we haven't seen much so i mean if you again you have this dual narrative going on he could be stuck in some kind of yeah you know crazy un- world that's and abilities can be anything, you know. So we don't we don't know. And again, they did control. Yeah, it's not a, a step a far step that they would do this. And and speaking of control, you know, there's always the fact that this game will somehow bring up the Federal Bureau of Control, mm-hmm. and you know, 
could have a Jesse cameo. Let me go to the old house. Yeah. Like, let me go to the old house somehow. That'd be that'd be awesome. Um, I think that yeah. I think this game is going to hinge a lot on how well they can thread the narrative together. I, I can see this game having like a couple of those holy shit moments, or like you know where two thirds through the game things shift, things change. Mm-hmm. You kind of get thrown for a loop, and you don't know what to expect. And um, the more they can do that, I think the better off they'll be. And, yeah. and Remedy is the kind of team that definitely can do that. So. Yeah, and I haven't pulled the trigger on like a pre-order or anything, but it's only I, fifty, isn't it? Isn't it cheaper? Yeah, it is fifty. Yeah. So I, I think, I think I'm probably going to do it. I mean, again, it is coming out the 27th of October, a week after Spider-Man Two. Yeah, but you're going to crush that game, dude. <laughs> We're both. I mean, well, me less so as always. Well, your son will. You'll you'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need you to be. Can you be co-dad for me for that week? So like, if they, if you're getting through it and they're like, dude, like fucking venom bites a dude's head off like you gotta you gotta let me know um because yeah there's a wedding i have actually we both have to go to that night and then the next day i'm going to cedar point i think with my family so i'm not gonna be able to get to it for a little bit right but uh i'm sure that weekend you're do you know if you have that weekend free (laughs) it will be okay i'll make sure make sure (laughs) i got games Uh, we'll see uh but uh yeah i i Regardless, I'll be consuming that game very fastly. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but still, I I still think I want to get Alan Wake too as well, and just yeah. you know support Remedy, support a, you know a series that I've I've enjoyed so f- up to this point. And do I, I need to the- replay the f- or not replay because I never played it? Do I need to watch the playthrough of the first one? Do you think? Yeah, maybe I would maybe just wiki it. Yeah. Or or I can I wouldn't be surprised if in this game there it, there was. A, it's going to catch, gonna re- catch you recap up. recap of yeah. what happened. Because the first one was, what, 2011, 10? It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so. They, they do owe it to people to be like, this is this is what's going on. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I wanted to bring it because, again, I think. 2010. Uh, yeah. yeah, I want to focus on, you know, again, control. It was in our initial top 10 PS5 games of all time at that point, and we eventually did remove it, but still want to say, like, Remedy is. Nick, that list is going to get so hard. It's going to get <laughs> so hard. Said. Like you got to, we got to add Sea of Stars. Probably we got to talk about Final Fantasy. We got to yeah. talk about yeah, Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. <laughs> yeah. Do we have Miles on there? Is Miles on there? I think we do. But yeah. But I well, think he's gonna get replaced. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, no. This is this is uh, again this this year in general. Just holy cow! Like yeah, just you know, spooky time, man. I mean, it's per like uh, yeah, October twenty exactly. seventh might be the absolute perfect release date for a for a <laughs> horror game sure you get a couple days leading into halloween you don't want to do it right on halloween because then you can't you know you're doing other things a couple days before it's yeah. very nice yeah so it'll, yeah it'll be a good compliment as well yeah. to to the the vibe you're looking for in october so so looking forward to it wanted to highlight it so brought it and then on to our final topic a returning topic it is Baldur's gate 3 i continue to play it um, it was funny. I think I, I said I was kind of wishy-washy on it, right? Because yeah. the game was overwhelming. Yep. And I think like Friday after we recorded, I decided to put the game on easy. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this difficulty. I'm just, it's not, I'm just not registering what I should be doing in combat. Yeah. And so the game got a lot easier. I progressed a lot, a lot further in it. And I think that Friday I was up till 4 a.m. playing it, which oh, I don't really normally yeah. do. So, okay. <laughs> so it's getting it's slowly getting its hooks on me, hooks in me. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that kind of is I've, I've I've enjoyed the game much more, not stressing out about combat. Um, 
So right now, my in-game clock says I'm 20 hours in. I just beat Act 1, uh, which people have said was like 50 to 60 hours, which maybe, again, maybe I'm playing this game wrong. Like maybe combat encounters are supposed to be, supposed to take longer, um, or you're supposed yeah. to... Or you're supposed to lose and come back to them, or play the story in a different way, so the story, so the, the combat encounters can be easy, which I kind of experienced in that first act was the combat encounter had me being attacked by a bunch of guys, and then I went back and found out I can get a, a group of them to betray the other group, and then the, yeah. it was easy. So I don't know if I'm playing the game just not thinking correctly or not, and I don't think I even. Even if that is true, I don't think I can. My brain will work where I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna butt my head against the wall, go back, try and do some story stuff to make the fight easier. I think I just want to get through it. It's like I'm in the combat. Yeah, I want to be done with it. It sounds like you want to play the game, but the game needs to play you. It's kind Mm -hmm. of it's kind of how it seems. It seems like this game almost needs to be enjoyed. You know, I keep hearing from every single person. It's D- it's the most accurate representation of D and D ever put to to mm-hmm. to uh, media, I guess. I don't know. So so that's interesting and you say that because I I did talk to a D and D player finally about it, and a lot of my problems with the game would be resolved if I was a D and D player. Sure. Um, one of those things being um, sp- uh, a lot of your abilities, you have to rest. You have to do a long rest. You have to sleep overnight, and it's this whole thing. You go into your camp, and I. And I'm going to lead this back to you because I don't like when games do this, but they all do it because they're video games. Is like the overall story has a sense of dread, right? Like, yeah. like time, like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Tomorrow, if we don't get this done, but then... Let me make this fish stew real yeah, quick. Yeah, but then side quests are like, <laughs> oh, my 10 sheep escaped. Can you collect my 10 sheep? And you're like, oh, okay. I mean, it's the end of the world, but we can put that on hold, yeah. you know, because I want more XP. Or... And the same thing, thing with that, the side quest, and then just this rest mechanic. It's like I'm so terrified because this game is such a giant simulation where anything's possible. It's like, you know, I know there's very few games out there that, like, don't respect your time and are kind of, like, time sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like Dead Rising. Like, I, I would love that franchise a thousand times more if they just got rid of the time mechanic. Yeah. It was just an open world zombie game. But they somehow thought that that was, like, a highlight of the series. And so they stuck with it, and I just didn't like it. And then there's a famous part in Mass Effect 2 where if you don't do something right away, you there are casualties because of it. But up until that point, the game really doesn't explain that to you. Yeah. So, or you don't have that kind of consequence earlier in the game. So, so I was like definitely afraid that this game is going to do this to me. So I was afraid to take these long rests. But then talking to a and d player, he's like, yeah, after every encounter, you long rest. Yeah. Like, especially early in the game when you have, you're have you not as powerful. Like, you're always wanting to heal up and have your best spells ready at all time. So just that common encounter, long rest. And I was like, well, my mind's blown there because I haven't been doing that. I've been kind of forcing my way to keep playing. And so, yeah, I yeah. feel like if, if you're a and d player, you're probably already playing this. But if you're not a and d player, I think the game is very obtuse in a lot of its systems. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, I, I think you're kind of meant to really just take your time and yep. embellish everything and, like, yeah, go back, do more story stuff, retry encounters, think things through. It's not really how I typically play video games. <laughs> so, I don't know, this one is, 
I don't know. I I would love to get to this game, but I don't. I truly don't know. Like, there's mm-hmm. games that come out like Zelda and Starfield's another great example where it's like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually, and I I know I probably will at some point. Elden Ring was another great example. I mm-hmm. beat it a year and a half after it came out just because I need I needed to find the right time to do it where I could give the game the justice it deserves. I don't know if I can do that with Baldur's Gate three. We'll we'll see if I'll see if you can stick with it. I yeah, mean, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like when I got, oh, I popped the truck. Higher at this point. What um, are there? Three X, four X, three X, three X. Yeah, and the third act I hear is really overwhelming because you're in the city of Baldur's Gate and it's just like quests everywhere, and the wrap of of so many quests leading up to that point too. So it's just like, yeah, like you know, people say just relax when you get there <laughs> and just knock it out one by one, uh, but. Uh, but so far, yeah, the story, again, is getting better. Uh, the companions are getting better as they get more fleshed out and you talk to them more. There's, there are some really good companions in this game, like, hands down. Are you happy with your bard choice? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that, that's working out well as far as conversation. And then the bard is getting just better ability-wise. Like, that long rest I talked about, I can just play a song and I get that effect. Oh, okay. So, like, I don't have to go back to camp and do all the stuff there. I can just play this song and hear I get the ye, same. hear ye listen to my song <laughs> yeah um the the story has been kind of told through like little small vignettes of like this versus that and they've been kind of black and white it's like mm, if i'm the evil great. playthrough i'm going this way and i'm the good playthrough i'm choosing this one and it's kind of there's no there's not that nuance that i like from like the witcher yeah um but it's still it's still good and i finally his name has been mentioned jk simmons character I have not met him, but his oh, name yeah. has been mentioned. So, and I know he's one of the three big bads of the game. So. Oh, he's a bad guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I was kind of picturing well. just Cave Johnson again in, <laughs> in Baldur's Gate. He's talked about so far as a bad guy. Yeah. If, if he's a bad guy, I don't know yet because, like I said, I haven't met him yet. But So I, I, I really want a, good, a really good antagonist, and I really want the story to kind of pick up and be a little more nuanced. That being said – I also kind of interested in what an evil playthrough would be like in this game, where mm-hmm. I'm always siding with the evil side and doing all the evil things. But I mean, that's you know, this game loves to flaunt how anything's possible all the different times. Like, yeah, I'm, so I, I feel like they're, you know, the reason I never like to do renegade run-throughs is because I feel like I'm gonna miss out on some of the best abilities or the mm-hmm. best because like I have to help people, right? That's what I do. Right. I'm an RPG, but. I feel like I trust this game to be like, yeah, no, this is just just as valid in every way. <laughs> right, right. You just yeah. got to be okay with being 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 a bad boy. Right, you're right. <laughs> so, so I hope I'm hoping that like again that the story kind of hooks me more. The grander story, it's been kind of a bunch of teases and then these little vignettes of, but but I I'm, kind I'm, of hope you you get like you 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 start to love it like middle of Act Two, end of Act Two, and it's like. September 24th <laughs> and you're like oh god <laughs> I have to play cyberpunk though yeah <laughs> so. yeah yeah that 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 for sure will be a conversation yeah um especially because it seems like they're gonna launch this 2.0 update even before that which is sweet for me yeah but also horrible because <laughs> you're a little trying busy. to play other things <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, we'll probably talk about it next week but uh uh, they have a special showcase for Phantom Liberty coming up on September 14th, where they're gonna have special announcements. They're probably I, just gonna shadow drop. I, that's I believe that they're is just exactly what it's gonna happen. It. Is that because it's it's too close? Why, I mean, why, 20, yeah, why else have it that day? Yeah, the 26 is so close that uh, yeah. So that that'll be exciting. So 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's my time with Baldur's Gate three so far. I don't think I have any really like funny stories. Did you fuck a bear yet? No, mm. no, 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 no fucking yet. Mm. Um, it is funny though in the game when you start to flirt with anybody that kind of like kind of like a natural like party like you're always traveling together. Everyone starts talking to you about it. They're like, "Oh, I saw you over there talking really? to Gail <laughs> over there. What's going on over there? Our Carlac. I saw you talking over there. This is something going on." And you're like. Get out of my business. Yeah. But then you're like, well, we're around each other all the time and yeah. in the camp. Like, that's just natural. And I think that it works really effective yeah. uh, that people are commenting on their little side conversations that you're having with other people. So Knowing the extremely limited knowledge I know about coding, I just can't imagine. I can't fucking picture, like, the, <laughs> the level of code <laughs> where it's like, okay, well, if you've, if you've had seven conversations with this person, then then these six people need to interact. It's like, yeah. I can't, like, for, for a 150-hour game that you only see 25% of the whole game through in that 150 hours, it's just, ugh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, you can have a conversation with somebody and turn around and talk to one of your party members, and they'll reference what you just did, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, my like God. Geniuses. Yeah, how many how many lines of dialogue were recorded for this game? It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> But all right, that's it. Oh, wait, we have one surprise topic. Oh, God. <laughs> what? John, uh-huh. it's your 2B section. We got to talk about 2B. Okay. <laughs> I love 2B. Let's do it. All right, lead, lead, lead us because you said you wanted to bring this every week. Oh, God. <laughs> 2B, okay. Well, we talked about it this morning, Nick. Uh, so what would be the best franchise or series <laughs> to have a 2B crossover? That, would, that hasn't had one already. Yeah, what are, what are we going with? <laughs> Who, where can we see more I of mean, that? I mean, she's a third person fighting, so I, you know, that Devil May Cry for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That's that's the correct answer. <laughs> you're done. No, I mean, Devil May Cry would be awesome, and and this conversation we had th- this morning, like, I- I'm still in love with the idea of a Bayonetta to be Dante <laughs> game where you can switch between the three of them. That would be so fucking sweet. I don't know how you can make that work narratively, but mm, you could make yeah. Dante and Bayonetta work probably narratively, but. Um, so is this this really just me? I can gush about two B for uh, you. you I can, brought it I can, last I can hold you captive and, and <laughs> hostage. No, no, two B needs more more justice than but that. I got just needs a sequel. I think is where yes. you're getting at. Yeah, Yoko Taro needs to let me know what he's doing. I mean, he's uh, he's been he's been making these weird little card games that just aren't scratching that itch. So hopefully he's working on his like magnum opus. Like, oh, I got to figure out a way to tie this twenty five thousand year story together. Um, I would think like they they would give him money to do it. That that character is so popular. Like like no joke, she yeah. is crossovering with so many things. Um, you know, I I don't even remember this. I don't even know this free to play game that the current crossover oh. is. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Naraka, but I, but I Naraka see ads for something. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I see ads for it. Naraka um, Blade Point. Yeah, but uh, you know. Hopefully you have a legit reason to talk about 2B someday. All right. Well, n- now that I know that you are going to honor my request, <laughs> I, I will be prepared. Yeah. I'll be yeah. prepared. I mean, you know, we can talk about her relationship with 9S. We can talk about, is you know, does it really mean? Yeah, eyes is are there, glazing over. Is there a difference between androids and machines? Is there, you know, did she do the right thing <laughs> to try and, you know, there's there's many ways we can take this. Yeah. Oh, mm. God. <laughs> Welcome. Tune, tune in next week for the 2B podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's the name of it. That's what we're renaming it to. To be or not to be. <laughs> so yeah, to, a to be fan cast. We probably would get more listeners. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're the type of people you want listening, but it'd be more me. It has to be a video podcast because we, you know, we have to review artwork of her and cosplay of her, and, <laughs> and then talk the about. Next time we show up on video, Nick, 
I'll if you buy it for me, I'll wear a two B costume. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Deal. Oh, <laughs> All right. So that's it. Again, short short week, but we still gave you quite a meaty podcast. Um, do we have anything to tease for next week, John? I, I, you need to play video games. That's that's number one. Yep. Yeah. I I need you know I have my ups and downs. I'm in a down. So. Um, hopefully, you know, my, my, my son just, my boy, he just started boy. school. He just started school again. So it's a lot of, you know, not getting to see him very much. So, you know, making sure I'm spending the time with him, but I, uh, yeah, I would love to, to get, what I need to do is just have one of those random days where I take off work and I just don't tell anybody and just go play <laughs> video games for seven hours straight. Um, but no, uh, more sea of stars for me. I'll think about to be to make sure I can give her justice next week. And, um, Go fucking watch Across the Spider-Verse if you haven't yet. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that movie is, is something special. Yeah, so good. And a, a, a perfect compliment to Spider-Man 2. So you want to at least satiate your Spider-Man 2 appetite for a little bit. You know, Across the Spider-Verse does a very good job of that. Yes. And again, I'm curious if there will be any spillover into the Insomniac Spider-Man as far as ideas, multiverse, well, uh, the that's the Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man maybe showing up in the third movie. Who knows? You know, I could see a post-credit scene of Spider-Man Two, and you hear like the like that uh, that Miguel O'Hara theme from Across the Spider-Man. Wow, wow! You know, like that thing a portal opens up, and I could see something. Or even like even when Spider-Man Two's out, and this third movie finally comes out, is there going to be some DLC tie? And I guarantee you, there probably yeah, will be. I mean, they'd kind of be silly not to. Like, the, I don't. Like, straight up, I don't think Spider-Man's ever been more popular than he is right now, which is kind of yeah. a wild thing to say, but he's uh, on top of the world, man. Capitalize. Yep, yep, exactly. So, all right, see you stars for John on Ho- my front. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and again, more Baldur's Gate 3. I, I want to continue to chug through it. Um, we will get the – we're still a PlayStation podcast, and we'll have the PlayStation Plus extra games announced and premium games announced by next podcast. Mm. Um, maybe we'll highlight a few of those. There's a rumor. rumor. rumor yeah, rumor. it's rumored to be very Japanese-heavy, uh, including Near Replicant yeah. and um, 13 Sentinels. Uh, we can talk about those games if, if that is indeed come true. Uh, wouldn't be, wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be bad to revisit those games, especially 13 Sentinels we played Do you before. remember? I was actually thinking about this the other day. Do you remember any plot points from that game? I yeah, don't remember yeah. much. Yeah, it's very definitely very confusing, but but it would but yeah good. it'd be fun. I mean, you read a Wikipedia page, yeah, you'd be sure. caught up. It'd come back. It'd, it, come back. it'd be fun to revisit that game because it is very good, and we both have the platinum in it. So yeah, that's yeah. that that might happen, and <laughs> and I remember nothing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and then again, yeah, there might be some if, if Cyberpunk 2.0 is shadow drop, that will be for sure something I will be bringing. I will be talking about that. Yeah. So. So a lot to look forward to, and more to be, of course. You know, more of course. If you have any questions for John about to be, you know, <laughs> please submit them at PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. <laughs> he would happily answer them. So uh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want my life to become answering to be questions for on the <laughs> internet. I don't know if I want that, <laughs> but I'll happily do it if you want to. Sure, sure. You know, he'll he'll respond as he hugs his to uh, be body pillow that he has at home. I'm gonna be hugging myself. I'm gonna be wearing the costume <laughs> that you buy me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pretty. But all right, so we will be back again next week with those things. So for the song, we're going to continue on our Baldur's Gate 3 uh, listen as I continue to discover more and more music 
And shout out to Sea of Stars. Can you please put your soundtrack out there? Final Fantasy 16. Can you please put your soundtrack yeah, out there? They haven't done that yet. What are you doing? So we can so we can feature more of your songs. Those are both amazing soundtracks, but we can't feature them because they're not they're not out officially on any of the streaming services yet. So in lieu of that, we're going back to Baldur's Gate. This one is called Twisted Force, again by our friend Borislav Slavov, who did the entire soundtrack. John and names, like, he's, so like he turns them into like giggly little schoolgirl. Borislav Slavov? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, come on. <laughs> At least it's not, uh, what is his name, Olivier de Rivier or whatever from uh, <laughs> Plague Tales. Yeah. <laughs> come on, funny names are great. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean, but they're fun. Yeah. If you ever want to make John giggle like a schoolgirl, it'll be someone's real name, so. I had, listen, we had a, his last name was Annoyed. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Annoyed. How is that not amazing? But, all right, we will be back next week with six more things, or up to six more things, I'm sorry. Possibly six more things, but we'll, of course, be back next week with some things. Enjoy the music, and thank you for listening. Bye, guys. See ya. Oh, oh, oh.